All right, welcome back to another Mind Over Money. My name is Van Pappas, private CFO and certified financial planner with Oxygen Financial. And every week on Thursday, we come to you with great financial education, some life hacks. We try to bring in a guest that's going to uh, shock and persuade you, but also teach you something new on your way to making a fatter wallet and being more knowledgeable about your financial decisions. So today I got Mark Anderson with us. Mark is a former math teacher, a private math tutor, and the founder of a company called Strength in Numbers Tutoring. Mark, welcome to Mind Over Money. Thank you, Van. Thanks for having me. So let's let's talk about, you know, I, I love having you on today because um, you know, listen, everything we do in life revolves around finance. That's my belief, at least. There's very few things, maybe other than praying, that don't have some financial aspect. What do I mean by that? Well, we wake up in the morning, we turn on the light, guess what? We just spent money with electricity. We go into the bathroom and we shower, we turn on the water, guess what? We spent money for that water. So Everything in life, in my opinion, comes with some financial costs. And what I love about having you on today is you bring a math perspective to it. I know you actually were formerly in my business. You know, you were in in the uh, in the financial services industry. What made you go from that into being a, a math teacher, math tutor, and starting this company? Well, that's a great question. Again, thanks for having me on. Um, so yeah, I, I got into uh, finance. I was a, a finance analyst for a pharmaceutical company. Um, I did that because, well, as you might know, uh, teachers make not a lot of money. So I wanted to get into the finance world and I did that while my kids were little. Um, got back into teaching um, after they grew up a little bit. And uh, now I'm actually back in the finance world um, because I just feel like there's more opportunity there. So explain strength in numbers. This is a tutoring company, right? You're tutoring. Yes. What age group are we tutoring? We, we can tutor any kids. Um, really, our specialty, my specialty is any kids from um, seventh grade up to high school uh, calculus. Um, okay. So, so, so not basic math, more, a little bit more advanced. You know, yeah, once I mean, we can the, do that. Um, but our, our area of expertise really is the middle and high school algebra through algebra and calculus, calculus trigonometry, those type trigonometry. Yep. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's um, the kind of the three part uh, aspect that we are. Uh, our target is in tutoring is um, the school math, obviously, all those topics and you know, courses that you just mentioned. Um, but then also we have uh, some tutoring sessions that are available for uh, just math you use. And that could be an adult, right, who might not be good at uh, mental math, uh, might be struggling with just, you know, basic math and some basic uh, estimating, let's say. Um, the third being um, real world math or, or uh, money math, you might say. And, you know, you were saying that, you know, we have like math, math and money shows up in so many different parts of life. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so a few years ago, this, I've started writing down all these things and uh, I thought, you know, well, there's budgeting, there's investing money, there's 
giving money. Uh, you can even get money just from like inheritances or, uh, you know, winning a lottery, let's say. Uh, you can earn money, of course, then you could save it. And then um, in, later in life, there's trust, trusts and that kind of thing. Uh, and then it, it dawned on me that I just spelled out the word biggest, B-I-G-G-E-S-T. And, and indeed, managing money, any adult will say that managing money is indeed one of the biggest things in life. So there it is, budgeting, investing, giving and getting, earning, saving and trusting. So what That's we try awesome. to do. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Breakdown biggest. It just uh, fell in my lap. You know, what can I say? But um, uh, those things want, are definitely, uh, you know, need to be learned. Yeah. Well, and, and I want to talk about that more. And I also want to come back to in a second, uh, you mentioned about teachers and how much they get paid. And that's definitely a, a, a topic in itself. But, you know, I want to talk about, so I have so many people come to me, parents, hey, I've got a newborn. I want to talk about their education. You know, how do we save for their education? How much is it going to cost? And I think I saw a, a study a couple of years ago that said from age zero to age 18, a parent's going to spend almost $300,000 raising a child, which yeah. you, you think of that number and it, it's mind boggling to think of that. But, um, you know, when saving for education, um, one of the things that people I think fail to think about, they only focus on college, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I got to save for college. And they forget that you could have some educational expenses pre-college mm -hmm. and a tutor would be one of those. So for example, you know, I have a teenager when he was born, I immediately started two uh, educational accounts. I started a 529. I also started an educational IRA. It's now called a Coverdale IRA. And that mm -hmm. Coverdale can be used to hire someone like you. So if my son said, Hey dad, I'm having trouble in calculus, you know, um, so do when the people that come to you, who exactly is coming to you? Is it, you know, parents saying, hey, I have a kid or is it, you know, I mean, who is your customer? Is, you know, and, and how exactly are they funding this? Are they just funding it out of pocket or have you ever had a conversation with any of your customers or clients about, hey, did you know that you can use, you know, this Coverdale Educational IRA to, to, to pay for the tutoring. Yeah, that's not um, something that many people know about. So that's something that I would definitely pass on. And that's good to share that information. Um, you know, our, our typical person that calls is the concerned parent. Um, and to be quite honest with you, it's most often the mother, um, the mom, although obviously we've gotten calls from dads. Um, but these 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 moms and dads call and they say that, you know, my my son or daughter is uh, struggling. And, you know, so then I, I listen and, and and hear like, how are they struggling? And it's usually one of a few things. It's either that they are uh, simply frustrated with math. Um, it could be from a, a bad experience from another teacher or somebody said, you know, how do you not get that or why aren't you faster? Um, and so that could cause anxiety. Um, you, you might also see kids that are just purely apathetic and they just have given up. They don't care anymore. Um, and those are the kind of kids that I really specialize in, in helping. Um, I kind of think of it as like math CPR, 
you know, um, I will do different things in a session, especially in an early, like first couple of sessions with a student. I'll just sit and talk to them, not even about math, because I want to hear what are they interested in? What do they like to do? Is it skateboarding or surfing or, you know, being in, in plays in, you know, as a math guy with, you know, two math degrees, I can basically find the math in any interest that they might have. And if I can connect it to what they're interested in, they're going to say, wow, I didn't never, ever know that, you know, maybe there's a little math in surfing or even in, uh, you know, running music. a show. <laughs> music. My, my son is big on music. Mm -hmm. he, he's uh, in the marching band. He's in Drum Corps International. He's in all this music stuff, trying out for Allstate. And he came to me and said that exact thing. He said, Dad, you know, music is nothing but math. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's, a deep, that's a deep subject right there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So do you, can you do what you do uh, online or does it have to be in person? Like, you know, when COVID hit, everyone started doing Zoom and, and online mm -hmm. stuff. How, how effective can you be tutoring online? Yeah, um, obviously in person is preferred. Um, you know, I'm, I'm old school, I guess you could say. But as we all have experienced with COVID, um, I had to adapt and I did. And I ended up buying a, just a little, um, just a little pad like this. It looks like an iPad, but it's just, you just write on it. It enables me to uh, share what I am writing on my, on that pad. And then, you know, my student van over here could see what I'm writing. And then I could also flip it. And so van could write, you know, he could try the problem himself and I could say, Hey, you know, great job or hey, whoops, we need to do this or do that. Um, and so the, the technology really is there um, for that. And I've done, you know, Zoom tutoring sessions for kids, you know, in California and New York and all over the world. So. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 definitely there and we can do that. Yeah, we we, we mentioned earlier about teachers and their pay and, uh, you know, goodness, that's a topic in itself about how underpaid all teachers are um, across the board. Um, but what really concerns me, and you tell me your thoughts, is the fact that in our grade level uh, schools across the country, um, and I'm talking mainly public because I don't have a lot of data on what they teach in private schools, but they really don't have any finance classes. They don't teach much about money. Right. Um, may, maybe the occasional class, but not really in depth. And so now all of a sudden, you got this 18-year-old that might be going to college, might not be going to college, who has no real knowledge of how to actually be out in the world and deal with all these things we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how can we change that? You know, what, what do you think about adding classes to our curriculums that are finance-related? Yeah, I think that that is an, a, a solution. Um, there are some classes like that. Um, and um, well, to be frank, I think that the teachers that teach those um, might be, you know, very knowledgeable. Uh, I know some of them personally, um, and they are very good at what they do. Um, but it is a course that was kind of given to them, perhaps. Um, I, I'm more of the of the mindset that if uh, if I want to have my my kid learn something, I would want to take them to someone who's really passionate about it. Um, and you know, again 
these these teachers are are great and i think they can and do teach good things to these kids in those classes that that do exist um but really it's like a course like mine and these sessions that that i would provide um you know i'm gonna bring so much more passion and so much more you know interest i think i'm gonna spark that curiosity um, and there's, you know, it's certainly with a one-on-one -on -one or a smaller group session, it, it, it enables more conversation. So it, 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 here's what I'm hearing, um, not to diss any of the current teachers, but they may not, uh, a finance type course may not be their specialty. They're sort of teaching something that they have some general knowledge but to get someone like you or someone like me, who's got a lot more in-depth knowledge and can can yeah. be passionate about that sounds like what we need to do then is have the school systems hire people like you and i to teach those kind of classes <laughs> i think that would be great yeah that's uh that's so, down so, the road. So, so taking my brain my mind over my money to the right. next step if you need someone like mark or van to be the teachers that teach those uh those specialty type finance classes mm -hmm. and the schools need to allocate money to, to uh, hire a mm -hmm. Mark or a van type teacher, then it seems to me that the parents that are listening to this today need to say, Van and Mark are right. I need to go to my school board and demand that they hire someone mm -hmm. to teach a finance class because yeah. I don't want my kid getting out into the world and not be knowledgeable on it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that can also be done in a, in a maybe in baby steps, the, the these parents that are listening that think, gosh, my, my kid doesn't know anything about money um, because, you know, I don't know how to teach them, let's say. Um, and that's fine. No, no, I mean, because they weren't know, taught. Right. I mean, and that's, there's good people out there who, you know, just, just their parents don't have that knowledge and, and you didn't learn that. And, um, but what we could do is, we could even just have a, a smaller session with just one or two or a handful of kids, you know, get, you know, two or three families together and, you know, three or four kids or something. Um, and we can have a zoom, um, see how that, see how that goes. And I think these, the parents will see you're that, proposing like, that you and I go into business there. That's I, what I just heard from that statement. I, I think so. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll create it. an offshoot of the, uh, of the strength in numbers, strength in finance. There you yeah. go. Strength in finance. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, outside of that, you know, I mean, if a parent is concerned about, um, you know, their child with their math skills, hey, Johnny got a C or a D on this math test, they need yeah. to come to someone like you and say, hey, yeah you know, he needs some help. And if they happen to do a good job and, and have saved some money, um, you know, they can use those dollars out of their savings account. It used to be you couldn't use mm. dollars out of your 529 for pre-college, mm. but in uh, the most uh, couple of tax act uh, passages ago, they actually added a new feature to the 529 where mm. you can take up to $10,000 out of your 529 for pre-college educational expenses. You couldn't do that before mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. So yeah. there would be another way if someone said, oh, well, I only saved for, in a 529. I didn't know, no one told me about 
these Coverdale educational IRAs, mm -hmm. um, but I do have money in the 529. Well, you can still hire, you know, strength in numbers tutoring yep. and use some of those dollars. You can only use up to $10,000. That's the, the maximum. Mm -hmm. um, you can't go over that. Right. And that's not per year. That's just one time lifetime okay. yep. amount. You know, I would say that if there are parents that, you know, you, you, you know, here we are at the beginning of the school year, by the way, and it's easy to think, okay, everything's going to be fine. Um, but we all know what happened last year and we all know where our, our child stands. Um, I mean, I have two kids and I've, you know, they're not like super, super geniuses. I've had to work through some things in math and, you know, I mean, there's certainly people out there that, you know, where their kids need that help. Um, but the, what I'm trying to say is make that call sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many times I get a call in the last week of May or the middle of May or, you know, the end of December before some midterm exam. And they say, oh, uh, you know, my Johnny has a test on Friday and it's Tuesday. Can you help him? Right. Yeah, absolutely. We can help him. But it's. Um, it's, it's going to be a very, very small amount of help that we can do. And we're not miracle workers, but I do think, you know, even a one session can be helpful, but really you need, like, need that ongoing, we just need yeah. that ongoing. And the more that we have time with the student, yeah. the more we can really dig down and find where, where these kind of holes are uh, in their foundational understanding. Um, and, you know, well, so much I, of math builds on itself. Oh, exactly. Like, yes. And, and so you know, you our, can't our, do that in one session. Exactly. My website has these, um, these pedagogical values that, that, that I, that I use. And one of those is Socratic questioning. Um, so if you're not familiar with Socratic questioning, anybody out there, um, it's just questions that like, I will ask a question and use it to dig down and see, do you, do you know what that underlying thing is? And then I might use another follow-up question to delve even further. And then it's like you hit, you hit rock. Okay. So you, you know, like a, a middle or high school kid might not understand some algebraic concept, but, but once you dig down, they understand, you know, adding and subtracting, let's say, and then you say, great. Okay. That's fantastic. And that's your rock that you build on. And then you can, I can build this, those subsequent layers back up to the, uh, you know, algebraic concept that they're trying to learn. Yeah. You mentioned your website for mm -hmm. those watching. We've had that mm -hmm. scrolling down at the bottom. Yep. That's correct, right? SINT.org? That is correct. Yep. Yeah. So go there and you can you can hook up with Mark and help your, your student through that. Mm -hmm. You mentioned um, your children. Am I... Did I see something online that your son has a financial podcast? It's true. It is true. So he is an avid reader of the Wall Street Journal. In fact, how, now how old is he? He is 16. In fact, okay, today, actually, today, it. this morning, he had a meeting at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. What is he applying for a job at 16? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But he had a meeting literally at Goldman Sachs in New York City, none no less. Um, so he's, wow. he's he's up and up and flying. And yes, indeed, he does have a a podcast. It is called 16 Going on 60. You can find that on um, on I Spotify. I think he's more advanced than me. And he has it also I on Apple it. podcasts and other places. So I, uh, we're going to need to get him on mind over money. So he can, hey, he can he will, teach he us the mind of a 16 year old. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, Van, is that 
math and money doesn't have to be a scary thing. And, no. you know, maybe 10 years ago when he was six or eight or 10, did he know as much as he knows now? Not, of course not. And he maybe wasn't even interested in it. But at one point, at some point, either me or his mom or somebody said something to him that gave him that spark. Yeah. And he has done an amazing job of, of gathering information and learning just different facts and, and skills and ideas. I mean, he studies bonds. Um, and so, you know, I told That's him, awesome. like, look, Crawford, you, you need to put this out for the world. And so he has, he's got a podcast out there and more episodes are coming. I love it. I yep. love it. Well, we have, have crossed the 20 minute mark. So um, we're going to have to, to shut it down. But thank you, Mark, for coming on Mind Over Money. Yeah. And everyone will be back next Thursday at noon for another Mind Over Money show. Uh, stay tuned for some great uh, financial education. Thank you.